I will never forget the Holy Spirit said, when your situation is not your source, it cannot control you. So when my situation is not my source of peace, when my situation is not my source of joy, it has no place to control me any longer. You don't have to go looking for this huge purpose. The beautiful thing about allowing God to use your trauma and your pain and your disappointments is that your purpose will find you. Hello, beautiful people. It's your host, Danielle Mason, bringing you authentic conversation, transparency around real life experiences, and actionable tips to create your next breakthrough today. Think of this as your home away from home healing oasis where we overshare and overcome obstacles together. Pull up a seat, come as you are, and be ready to leave feeling challenged to reflect, encouraged to take action, and inspired to change. This is the Blackouts to Breakthroughs podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Blackouts to Breakthroughs podcast. Today, I'm so pumped for this episode. I have my sweet, sweet friend, Rebecca, and we, just how we met is a funny story in itself. Maybe we should tell that story. Yes, you should definitely tell it. So I was, we were at our evening church, Outward of Life in Fondren. And if you're in Mississippi, you gotta go. It's just the best environment. But I was in the bathroom for a while. This was actually, I just interviewed Allie and I was talking to her. This was what was happening in the bathroom at that time and outside with Rebecca. And Jamar said he looked at Rebecca and he was like, wait, I feel like she needs to be friends with Danielle. And so he goes up to Rebecca and he's like, I think you need to be friends with my wife. So I'm saying, Standing with my friends and what I heard is hey I felt like the Lord um, just put on my heart that you need to be my wife and the look on my face I felt so bad but it wasn't until another friend that was standing there she said oh how is your wife and I'm like oh my gosh he literally <laughs> said I feel like you need to meet my wife but it was so funny but I felt so terrible because I was just like I, heard, I completely heard it wrong but that it was, was so, so funny that's hilarious and you're very expressive too and that's what Jamar said he's like you guys are the same in the, how you express like y'all's facial expressions are very similar yeah. and so I can just imagine because what my face would do I can only imagine what your face I know <laughs> so I, was, I felt so bad because like I cannot hide what is on my face and it was just one of those moments but it was so cool because once we met we were like oh that was the Lord and it's a funny story to tell too so it was awesome it is. and it's so cool because I know that you guys have heard me talk about how whenever I first started my walk with Christ, I didn't have that many friends my age. And Rebecca's been like my first friend that's the same age. So you're 27. Um, You're from Brandon. Crazy how we haven't met until now. But the topic today, I know it's something that Rebecca is so passionate about. And I feel like it's such a conversation that needs to be had because I know that there's people listening and you clicked on this episode probably for this reason. You're probably like searching for hope and trying to figure out like, wow, I've walked through like so much disappointment. And um, I don't know how to like get out of this rut that I feel. I know God loves me. And like, I know these things, but I just keep getting hit with this disappointment. And I'm so excited that you're on to talk about it, Rebecca. So I want you first to yeah, I want you first to talk about like where this passion comes from. Like, why are you so passionate about this topic? Yes. So I feel like the moment that I guess really made me passionate about this topic was when I was going through a divorce about two years ago. And 
you know, it's not necessarily ideal, um, especially when you're going through a divorce because you don't feel safe and you're not safe in your marriage. And I remember being home and so depressed. And it was like one of those moments where I was like, if I don't fight, I'm not going to make it. Like, I'm literally not going to make it. And in that moment, I just realized, like, I'm not going to be the last person to go through what I'm going through. Psalms 23, like, we're going to go through the valley of the shadow of death. And something that I learned is that you got to go through to get to. You got to go through the valley to get to the other side. And I realized going through the valley, when you get to the other side, you're going to turn around and you're going to see a whole line of people that are going to go through the same thing. And it really Mm -hmm. opened my eyes to see that, like, not here on accident. I'm not going to be the last person to go through a divorce, to feel the shame, to feel the disappointment. And there's so many things that will happen in our lives that will really shake us. And so that moment when I'm sitting in my room and I'm sitting at home and I'm realizing like I have to fight. I have to fight for the person that's going to come after me to show that you can get through it and that there is hope after it. Mm, that's so beautiful I mean we've heard it before I'm sure you've heard it before you go through things for it's like a testimony yeah because I always think about if every hero in the story they had to go through some type of trial or we wouldn't feel a connection to them we wouldn't be rooting for them and it's like real life I get inspired by just you as a person and how you are just such a light and the way you carry yourself and I would have never guessed that you walk through what you've walked through so just you going through that it's just a testimony of what God can do through you it just speaks so much to the God that we have have you had any encounters with people who have walked through divorce or walked through similar things and where you were able to like pour into them yeah not necessarily since I've come through it. But when I was in the middle of it, I had conversations with other women who had been through the same thing. And I think that really kind of opened my eyes to see like, oh, wait, like I'm not the only one. And I think what was even more inspiring is seeing other women of God go through the same thing and seeing God redeem their stories. But I feel Mm -hmm. like for me now, it's really been I feel like I can speak to younger girls that are trying to figure out relationships. And I feel like in those moments, I can really help them kind of try to navigate red flags and all the all the things and just not settling for less than what you deserve. Yes, there's so much wisdom when you walk through things like that. So you're so needed. Yeah, for real. It is about so many other people. So that being your motivation. And one thing that I do want to point out too is you having somebody in your life to speak life into you. A lot of the times, like that is so important. Just last night, Rebecca looked to me and she said, you know, I feel like the Lord's wanting me to pray over you. Having friends that will do that, like having having spirit-filled friends, having people who are just loving the Lord and that truly love you. Like whenever you're a believer and follower of Christ, you really adopt his love in your heart for people. I mean, it's a constant walk of really trying to walk in love, but having those people in your corner is so important. One thing I want to talk about too, I know you talk about it a lot, is finding purpose in your pain. Just really defining purpose. 
it's really to help other people. You know, we all have a specific calling, I feel, of how we can really help and love other people, just depending on our gifts and our talents and things that we walk through. But I feel like our main purpose as humans is to really love people and to spread the gospel and spread the love of Christ. So how have you found purpose in the pain that you've walked through? That's such a good question. And even... I might be... I think one of... Yeah, I've lagged a little bit. Okay. Yeah, okay, you can go and answer that. Okay, okay. No, what I was going to say is even just circling back around to having people in your life, because one thing for me is like when you are going through something traumatic or you are going through something that is painful, the importance that it is to be around people who have a heart for you going through what I went through, I had to be very mindful of who I was around. And something that was really eye-opening for me was to see everyone's there when you experience the pain. When the trauma happens, it seems like everyone's gathered around. They either want the tea or they really want to sit down and check on you. It's one of the two. But when it comes to the healing process, it felt like no one was there. My circle was very, very small and it it was okay. But really surrounding yourself with those right people, because when I didn't even feel like I had a purpose anymore, those were the people that were calling that purpose out in me. Those were the people saying, hey, dream again. Those are the people saying, what are the dreams you want for your life? Your life is not over. Like God can still do exceedingly abundantly above anything you could ever ask, think, or imagine. Also, another thing is I think when we say purpose, we think like, oh, I need to be in my big purpose, like this grand whatever. And that's not always the case. Just because you're not there yet doesn't mean there's not purpose in today. And I think- Something that I realized was in the moments when I'm doing the smallest things and the Lord just being like, hey, pay attention to this. You could be filing papers today, but you're learning things here in this moment that will carry you through to where I'm taking you. And two, I think I heard a pastor say one time, like, you you don't have to go out searching for your purpose. Like you said, we all have a purpose, and that purpose is literally to share the gospel, to bring Jesus to another person, to the world. And however that looks, it looks different for everyone. But you don't have to go looking for this huge purpose. The beautiful thing about allowing God to use your trauma and your pain and your disappointments is that your purpose will find you. Nothing's wasted in God, like absolutely nothing. He will use anything and everything. And I think for me, when I had those people around me, when I had pastors around me, when I had friends, not just any kind of friends, like church going, Christian (laughs) friends, Spirit-filled friends who would push me when I didn't feel like continuing, when I felt I was weak and speaking life over me. I think those moments, I would say, start there. Surround yourself with the right people and let them pour into you and just soak it all in and allow God to show you what He would have you do in today. Yes, like plan and dream for 10 years from now, but the purpose in today, because there's so much of it. 
Yeah, that's so good. I love what you said of the purpose doesn't have to be this grand thing. It's like, what can we honestly, and I, I literally found myself doing this of taking for granted the day that is right here, this present moment. Just one thing that I've been trying to do is praying before I enter into buildings and just asking God to use me and to point people out and to highlight people to me and just whatever you want, just guide me here. And um, I feel like we can miss so much of the day to day when we are, I don't know the word, not neglecting, but thinking that we have to arrive somewhere before we can make an impact on somebody or before we can do something purposeful today. So I love that you said that because the people that are listening, these are people that are hungry for growth. They're hungry for change. They want more in life. And I I feel like these types of people, they are looking to arrive. They want to rush the journey because that's, (laughs) it's like who I am. Like I want to rush this journey because I'm so ready for the outcome that reminder of, okay, how can I utilize today and be grateful for today? How do you put that into practice? Say somebody's unfamiliar with pausing and taking in of how can today be purposeful, even when I am feeling this pain, what would you say to that person? Oh man, that that's a really great question. For one, I immediately thought of, I think it's Habakkuk 2.3, where it says, write the vision, make it plain. And so for me, just reflecting back to where I was two years ago, that's what I did. I wrote down like, I will do this things five or 10 years from now, but having it on that paper. And I think too, you can write it down, but at the end of the day, it hasn't happened yet. You're still in today, right? And I think finding purpose in today, I think it's a daily walk of asking the Lord to show you. So many times we want to get to this destination. And if we're not careful, we'll miss what the Lord wants to do on the journey. We'll miss the gifts that he wants to give. And I think For me, it started out with gratitude, something so simple. And I remember when I was going through everything, I was like so depressed. And I remember feeling like, what's the point kind of feeling? Mm -hmm. And I started practicing gratitude. And I would list 10 things each day that I was grateful for, but I wasn't feeling it. I was like, I'm grateful for my coffee. I'm grateful (laughs) for my house. But I wasn't feeling the gratitude. And... I remember sitting in the car and I had an attitude. My attitude was so bad towards God. I was like, okay, let me practice my gratitude. I was like, I'm grateful for the grass because I felt like I had nothing else to be grateful for. Like I already made my list over the last week. And I don't know how else to explain it because I had been praying like, Lord, help me feel it. I don't want to just say it. And when you're when you're feeling depressed, it, it really is feeling like you're numb to everything. So that had been my prayer. And so when I said, I'm grateful for the grass with an attitude, the Holy Spirit was like, no, let me tell you where man would come in and give you a bouquet of flowers when you're going through something hard. I've literally put trees around you and grass around you and flowers around you to show my love for you because I want you on this earth because I have a purpose for you. I have literally written out all the days of your life. And even Jeremiah 29, 11, for he knows the plans he has for us, right? It wasn't an instant, like I still struggled, but I think practicing gratitude really helped me a lot because it's like, okay, I have air in my lungs and I have a house with me. I have so many of these things. And as long as I'm breathing, like I still have a purpose in today and every day may look the same and it may feel mundane, but something that I've had to even now just in practice 
and gratitude. It's like, Lord, give me eyes to see what you have for me today. And it all goes back to my eyes are not fixed on this big goal that, oh, if I want to have a business one day, and it's like nothing feels like there's purpose in it until I have this business. That's not true because today and when you do have that business, it both accomplishes the same goal. And that's to point others back to Jesus. So it's in today. Mm -hmm. And when I have that business in a few years from now, I still have the purpose. Why? Because even if I had a business, if I wasn't pointing other people back to Jesus, that takes away the purpose in it. It's not about this big accomplishment. It's really truly about pointing other people back to Jesus. And when I had that moment with the grass and just how the Lord broke that depression off me, I remember a couple weeks later, I went to McAllister's with a friend and there was a girl there working at McAllister's and the Lord told me he was like, share your testimony with her about what I did for you the other day when I told you about the grass and when you were feeling depressed and how I broke through that. In that day, I was still having like a hard time. And I think part of it too, I was like, but Lord, that's still something that I'm working through. Like, I don't feel like I'm on the other side of it yet. And God was like, no, like share it with her. And lo and behold, I shared it with her. And that was something that she had been struggling with. But I didn't feel like it in the moment because I wasn't feeling it. Like I really wasn't in the headspace. I didn't feel like it. And then also I just didn't feel like I was maybe qualified to share that with her. But there's, uh, I think it's in Revelation, it's a verse. It says that we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And I think a lot of times we think our testimonies when we get to the other side of something right now, it's my testimony because I made it. But something that the Lord taught me, it's like, no, this is your testimony. When you're in the middle of something and you're sharing it, maybe you haven't already made it to the other side, or maybe it's still something that you're you're struggling with, speaking it out and letting the enemy know today there is purpose and I'm going to share what God did for me. Even if it was yesterday and I still feel like it was, I'm in the middle of it. Why? Because there's someone else that's going through the same thing as you are. I had chills in multiple different places as you were just sharing all of that. I love how real you are with, you know, I had an attitude with God and I didn't feel grateful. Like this is real life. We can always talk about, okay, this is what helps. This is what helps, you know, practice gratitude, you know, pray, be in the word. Yes, these things help because they do, but you don't have to always feel a hundred percent when doing those things. God knows where you are. I was just reading, um, I think it's Psalms 139. I believe Psalm of David and just talking about like, you know, the depths of who I am. And like you said, you've planned out my life. Every single day of my life has purpose. God is so good. What he told you is so beautiful. The trees and the flowers and the grass and the things that he's created, his creation. You can't look at nature and not see the beauty of God. Exactly. And and two, it sounds so simple. Oh, it's just grass. Oh, it's just trees. But I'm telling you, like it was in that moment where it was the Lord was like, I put this here for you to enjoy. The Lord was just like, I want you here because I, I literally was struggling so bad. It, it was just one of those things. It's like, there's not another you on this earth. There's not another Danielle. There's not another Rebecca. Literally, there are people assigned to you. And everything, literally everything you go through, it can, like your story can be someone's survival guide. It doesn't have to just be disappointment or pain or trauma. And I think in that moment, it wasn't just like this eye-opening experience, but it, it was something spiritual that happened. I really do believe it brought tears to my eyes of, wow, God loves me so much. Mm. 
when you come to that and you have those moments because you don't feel, I'm not going to say you don't, but in my experience of walking with the Lord, not every day is I've felt like so loved by God. There have been days where I was not even focused on that. And I was so into what I was experiencing. I was into my own sorrow. I was into really like a selfish type because I was so focused about me. And really think about this, when we are so self-absorbed and just focusing on what's going right and what's going wrong, it directs our focus away from the Lord. And that's when a lack of peace has come upon me. And that's what I've noticed, a lack of joy, a lack of peace. But the days where I posture my heart and posture myself to first focus on the Lord and give Him my first of my day and just soak in His presence and to sit with Him and to read His word, I'm being filled. So yes, God wants you to spend time with him. And it's so beautiful how the things that God wants you to do and the things that pleases God are the best things for you. Like he's such a good God. Well, that's so true. And too, as you're talking, it brings me back to, um, I'll never forget because you're saying you don't always feel it, right? And And I wrestled with that. And that's something I still wrestle with. Like you said, you realistically, you're not gonna feel it every day, but it's in the pressing. Like you have to press your way through. But I will never forget in the middle of everything I was going through, I was having my time with the Lord. In clearest day, the Holy Spirit said, when your situation is not your source, it cannot control you. So when my situation is not my source of peace, when my situation is not my source of joy, it has no place to control me any longer. And so, yes, all of these things around me may be swirling around and I may be overwhelmed. But when I fix my focus back on Jesus, I mean, when I tell you the experience that I had, like when, it's like women that you're looking at all the things, right? You're looking at the natural and you're, and you're feeling all the feelings and you're overwhelmed and you're anxious and you're sad and all these things. But the amount of times that peace came when I would just look at the word, when I would look at what the word says, like I would physically feel peace. But yeah, that's something that he taught me. You have to practice it, honestly. And I'm not perfect at it, but it was a revelation I had of, wow, like what's your source? Um, Mm -hmm. Because you're not going to feel it every day. You're not. And there's a spiritual battle. It's a fight for your attention. Mm -hmm. And whatever you look for, you'll find it. And so whenever I decide today, I'm going to look for the Lord, I'm going to find the Lord. And, And that's something that helped me too, is honestly, I remember I had this journal and it was called my Remember Journal. And so I would write down every cool thing that God was doing in my life. And so whenever my situation or circumstances started begging for my attention, I would open that journal and I would look at all the things God was doing in my life. And it would bring me so much peace of like, okay, I might be in this valley right now, but I'm not in it alone. And God's going to bring me through fixing your focus back onto Jesus. The word tells us that he's the author and the perfecter of our faith. And he will perfect that which concerns us. And so if it's concerning me, it's also concerning him and trusting Mm -hmm. that he is literally taking care of everything in my life. And he is working it out for good. Honestly, like you said, it's hard on the days. It's hard. It's hard. Yeah. But circling back to like, okay, I'm fixing my focus back onto Jesus. Yeah, it's so good. And I know for me, sometimes when I don't feel connected to God on those days where I'm like, I just don't feel that feeling, I can start to feel bad for that. 
Um, But I've learned instead of feeling bad for not feeling it, I just go to him and I'm just so real with him because he knows you so intimately. He knows your thoughts. He knows the words that you're going to speak before you say them. He knows everything about you. He knows your heart. And so just turning towards him and just saying, God, like this is where I'm at. Help me. So I love how you would turn to God and you would say, Lord, help me through this. Help me just feel your presence. And he's a faithful God. And that's what I'll always say is the word is his promise. It's not, oh, this will happen, you know, to some people. It's like, no, this is for you. He's the same God for you as he was for Moses, for Jacob, for Abraham. One thing that I do want to talk about because you've mentioned it multiple times is I felt the Holy Spirit say, I felt the Holy Spirit say. And I know when you're in your walk, many times we don't learn much about the Holy Spirit. So talk a little bit about, I guess, when you first started hearing the Holy Spirit and how do you know it's the Holy Spirit speaking to you just from your experience? That's a great question. Wow. Okay. When I say the Holy Spirit said this, right? For me, a lot of times it's just a knowing. It's not necessarily a thought. The only way I can describe it, it's like a light bulb goes off. And also to the Holy Spirit speaks truth. He only speaks like the word says that the Holy Spirit speaks what the Father says. When I say the Holy Spirit said, and you can know that it's from the Holy Spirit, is it'll lead you back to the truth. It'll always, it'll line up with the word of God. And the Holy Spirit can speak to you in so many different ways. For me, the Holy Spirit will speak to me through dreams or he'll put a verse on my heart. I mean, he did it the other day. I haven't, I can't tell you the last time I've read this verse, honestly. I had to Google it because I was like wait where is this and what is it (laughs) but verse came to mind and I went and looked it up and I was like wow and it was just so much peace came and two even through creation he speaks in so many different ways and for me too in seasons it, it changes like there was a season where he spoke to me through creation and lately he's been speaking to me through putting verses on my heart and it's verses I haven't been reading I have to google it nine times out of ten but yeah it really is just like this knowing of like I know and I know it sounds it's not like an audible voice I mean you can I've heard people you know share experiences where they've heard God audibly but it's like this knowing I can't describe it what would you say like how is it for you I think a knowing is a great way to describe it. Sometimes when I think, because I think a lot, my mind races and I'm sure a lot of people can relate, but I'm like, okay, did this come from my head or did this come from my heart? Like, where is this coming from? To describe it as as a knowing. And then really what Pastor Joel was saying of looking through acts and the words that they use. The Holy Spirit is a witness. The Holy Spirit brings to remembrance things. Yeah. So you saying like he's been bringing to remembrance scriptures that you've read before, but maybe you've forgotten, but it's so cool. So I feel like the more that we are in his word, the more that we're able to hear the Holy Spirit in a way, because he can't bring to remembrance things that you haven't spent time reading or that you don't know. Yeah. Like the other day, actually over the last couple of weeks, there's been a verse that has popped into my head repeatedly and I low-key knew it was the Holy Spirit, but I was kind of ignoring it. And, and, the, and it was so funny because 
two weeks into this, a couple days later, my friend, she texted me and she said, Hey, I was praying for you today. And this verse fell in my heart to, to share with you. And it was the exact verse that the Holy Spirit was putting into my heart to go meditate on, but also to apply in my life. And I'll say that to say, if you're not sure if it's the Holy Spirit speaking, that's okay. One thing I love about The Lord is, he'll tell you. I heard another podcaster slash author say that the Lord told her, like, I'll tell you as many times as I need to. And that's so true. There have been so many times where I've just needed God to confirm if it was him or not speaking to me. And that's one thing, too, if you're not sure if it is the Holy Spirit speaking to you. He'll use people in your life to confirm the things that he's saying to you. And and it's a practice, practicing hearing the voice of God and what he's saying. But the more sensitive you are, and that's honestly a prayer that I pray a lot, is like, Lord, let your voice be the loudest one I hear and the one I'm most sensitive to. I've seen him answer that for me. But it's a practice for sure. It's just like a person because the Holy Spirit is a person. So the more you spend time with somebody, the more you can pick up on what they're thinking based on their body language and just based on, you know, their tonality. I feel like just the more time that you spend with the Holy Spirit, the more you'll be sensitive to him again you're not going to go from zero to a hundred I mean you could but you could can't limit can't limit God can't limit God but uh there's a journey to it and none of us will ever make it to the end until we're in heaven and Um, I always say too if you want to hear from God get in his word yes start there because honestly that it all points back to his word if it doesn't line up with the word of God then it's not from the Holy Spirit and see that's what you have to ask yourself because the enemy's speaking too he says things and being Mm -hmm. aware of like what is the lie and what is the truth and if it doesn't line up with what God says then it's from the enemy yes So the best way to know a lie is to really be freaking solid on this is what the truth says. Last night I had a dream and it was like I literally screamed and woke myself up out of my dream because it was really scary and it was freaky. I was like, I wonder if that was a dream from the Holy Spirit. But then I was thinking God's not going to scare me. And I was like, it's it can't be from him because he's not going to scare me. Does it align with God's character? Does it align with his word? Just kind of closing out, talking to that person who is in the midst of maybe like massive grief and sorrow. I know you've talked through really good things that they can do on a daily. Anything else that you would say of how they can pick themselves up to find joy and and purpose in what they're walking through while they're going through it? Because it can feel just so drowning and overwhelming in that moment. And it feels like it controls them. Yeah. So something I would say, because I found myself in this kind of like situation, right? Like you're going through the thing, whatever it is, and you've talked about it and you've processed it because I reached that place. I talked to so many people about it and I processed it with the Lord, but I was still feeling the sadness. I was still feeling the anxiety. I was still feeling all of the things. And I asked the Lord, I was like, at what point, how do you not feel these feelings anymore? And the Lord brought me back to scripture and specifically Philippians 14. Let me see. No, Philippians 4. And it's verse 13 and 14. And I'll read it. It says, Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and reaching forward to what is ahead, I pursue as my goal the prize promised by God's heavenly call in Christ Jesus. 
and specifically in verse 13, where he's saying, like, forgetting what is behind me. Mm -hmm. Um, You see that so many times in scripture, like in Isaiah, I think it's Isaiah 43, 18. He says, forget the former things, nor consider the things of the past. Behold, I'm doing a new thing. And then you see the story of Lot's wife. The angel of the Lord told her, don't look back. And when Mm -hmm. she looked back, she turned into a pillar of salt. And being transparent, this is something I'm still practicing, but it's so easy to look back and to look at your past or even to look at your present. You could be in a completely new day, but you're carrying yesterday and today with you. And the whole concept of I'm not looking back anymore. I'm not remembering or replaying the disappointment, but I am looking forward to what lies ahead because it's a new day. And that's what I would say to the person who's still feeling like they're in it. As you meditate and ask God, what his vision for your life is and what his dreams are for you. Really practicing like, okay, I've processed it. I'm allowing the Lord in. Pastor Joel preached on this, but letting God go there with you to the place, to the wounds, allowing him in to speak to those. Because there's, you know, how you're like, oh, we're going to go there, Lord. Like we're going there. That helps me so much. So I would say really allowing God to go there with you, like Pastor Joel said, but then also literally forgetting the past. Not forgetting it in a sense of, okay, that means I can't remember this anymore. But it's more so being like, I'm not going to meditate on old memories when God wants to give me new ones. Really waking up each day and being like, okay, God, it's a new day. Because I think so many times... When we go through things, we're like, oh, the past just has its hold on me. But nine times out of 10, we have our hold on the past. Come on. You still have your grip on the past. And it's like, no, you have the authority to say to that, let me go. But you're the one holding on to it. And so when when I say like forgetting the past, loosen your grip on it, let it go and move forward. And I know that that's so much easier said than done, but that's what the Lord showed me. It's just like, okay, I've done what I've done everything I know to do, but I'm still sad. The Lord's like, why are you still meditating on old memories when I'm trying to give you new ones? But I think, oh, I don't even remember where it's at. I think it's in First Samuel. But that verse where he's telling someone, I think he's telling Samuel, how long will you mourn over Saul? And really where that's coming from, it's like, how long are you going to mourn this when I'm sending something better? The best days are not behind you. They're in front of you. And something too that's helped me is when I am feeling the emotions, because realistically, you're going to still feel it. speaking the word over your emotions, like finding a verse for whatever you're feeling. If you're feeling afraid, find scripture that speaks to that emotion and declare it. If you're feeling sad or depressed, find scripture and quote it over that because his word really is medicine to our souls. But yeah, those would be the things that I would say. That's so good, Rebecca. That surrender. Like God works with what you're able to give him. If you're still holding on to something, he's not going to come in and break your grip on it. He's going to come in once you invite him into that area. He already knows the most intimate parts of you, but he's waiting for you to invite him in there to do the work that only he can do. With man, things are impossible, but with God, all things are possible. And so inviting him in to heal those deep wounds, inviting him in to give you wisdom on why you still react the way that you do or why you are in this posture that you're in or why are you still so focused on the past and asking the Lord and he will reveal to you. And then the the last thing that you said is speaking scripture over your life. 
that is literally like a superpower, honestly. The word of God is living and you take it when you're going to war. If we look at how Jesus fought off Satan, he used scripture. He didn't just think it, he spoke it. He spoke to the temptation. So I love that you said, whatever you're feeling, go find scripture for that and start to speak that over your life. And again, you might not believe it when you first start speaking it, but you will. If you continue to to speak it, you will end up believing it. Yes. I mean, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. You can't, I've heard Pastor Joel say like, you can't just conjure up faith. You can't just be like, I have faith. It literally comes from hearing the word of God. And so the more you get it in you, the more it's going to come out of you. You're saying all these like one-liners that are so good. (laughs) (laughs) I credit that to Pastor Joel because he literally, when he said that, it's like, faith, you can't just muster it up. You got to get it in you. I was like, that changed my life forever. Because, and it's in the word. It says that faith comes by hearing, but like, and we hear it all the time, but mm-hmm. it is so, I was like, oh, it's that easy. I just need to get it in me. Like I need to just meditate on that. Yeah. Because something is getting in you, whether exactly. it's the word of God or the total opposite, there's something. Exactly. And that whatever you is- put in that's what's going to come out. Really take an inventory too of what were my thoughts like today or, you know, how was I feeling today? And you can really pinpoint, okay, what caused that? What caused this feeling? And that's how you can really strip things away from you, strip things away from your life and start to see, okay, I need to read more scripture or I need to pray more is really taking inventory because the first step towards making change is having that self-awareness. And just to final up, this has been so good. But um, I I remember you telling me about your your dream and you can share it if you want, but I think it was so yeah. powerful. But like you said, disappointment is inevitable in life. You are going to have future experiences that come in that are going to try to like strip you from your joy. But again, remembering what Rebecca said of the situation not being your source or people because people yeah. will let you down when you don't put your source of joy and peace and faithfulness in a person, in a pastor, in a relationship, in your finances, they don't have control over you. And all those things are found in Christ. So it's that surrendering all those things in your life to making God the number one above all else. But how can we as children of God, because God promises us the life of abundance and peace, how can we overcome disappointments that pop up in our life and just dream again? Oh man, that's a good question. I think going back to the verse in Habakkuk 2-3 where it says, write the vision, make it plain. And it it also says, let me, you know what, let me just turn to it because I do not want to butcher it. Because I think too, for me, whenever I was trying to dream again, I was expecting it to come like tomorrow or like Mm -hmm. yesterday, honestly. And that's something, you know, I still kind of struggle with, but Habakkuk 2.3, it says, The Lord answered me, Write down this vision clearly and scribe it on tables, so one may easily read it. For the vision is yet for the appointed time. It testifies about the end and will not lie. Though it delays, wait for it, since it will certainly come and not be late. 
And so I would say start there. Literally write it down. Write what do you want to do? What do you want to accomplish? Nothing's Mm -hmm. off the table for God. And that means nothing's off the table with you. God can do anything. God gives us desires. But those desires and those dreams are not to be placed as number one in your life. They're not meant to be an idol. If God gave me all of these things that I desire in my life, how would I point that back to Him? And so I'd ask Mm -hmm. yourself the same thing. What's your why? Why do you want that car? Why do you want that business? Why do you want to write that book? But writing it down and literally dreaming again and asking the Lord to speak to you about those things. It would be great if he could give us everything we asked for right now like with a snap of a finger. But it's like, what good is that if I'm not changing on the inside? God is way more concerned about who you're becoming than giving you the things that you want. He's teaching you how to steward the dreams that he's going to make your reality. And in dreaming again, that means literally seeing past what you see. So like you have this dream and it looks impossible. Sometimes we get stuck on the reality of Mm -hmm. what our situation is right now, but it's literally like, no, but with God, all things are possible. And you were, um, I know you mentioned the dream that I had. Yeah. And so it was so funny because I've been, and this is something like I've been wrestling with too. It's I have all these dreams, but when are they going to happen? And being sad because I'm still living in limbo, in the middle, waiting for it to come to pass. I had this dream that I was in my house and I was asleep and I heard my friend come in. So I was like half asleep, but I didn't want to be bothered. And so like I pretended I was still asleep and she came in my room in the stream and she laid hands on my head and she said, God's opening doors no man can shut. You just need to wake up. The dream continued and I woke up from that dream. And for the longest time, I was like, Lord, what do you mean wake up? Yeah, I'm awake. I don't understand. I just, I wrestled with that. And I was like, what does this mean? And it was a couple of days later. And I'm sure I'm not the only person that's done this. But I was in my room and I wasn't having a great day. And I heard my mom. She was about to come into my room. Mom, if you're listening, I love you. Sorry. <laughs> But she was about to come in my room and I did not want to talk to anyone. So I pretended like I was asleep. I did the exact same thing that I did in my dream. I closed my eyes and she like peeked her head in and she saw that I was sleeping, quote unquote. And after that happened, the Holy Spirit was literally like, that's what I mean. You're sad. Like you are sad. You are disappointed. And I'm literally opening doors for you in your life. Mm-hmm. I'm giving you new opportunity. Open your eyes. And I think that's where even like we were saying, forgetting what is behind you and pressing forward to what lies ahead. He was just like, snap out of it. Wake up. I love that dream. And that's so crazy that it literally happened in real life. And then then he's like, literally, I'll show you what I mean. Yeah. (laughs) That's so beautiful. Like hearing how God has been speaking to you in your life, because it just shows God is... He's after you. He wants the best for you and he knows exactly what you need and how to talk to you to where you will listen. And so when Rebecca's sharing or when I'm sharing how God speaks to us, like God might speak to you in a totally different way. So don't limit him to what you hear from other people, but God knows your personality, just who you are and the best way to get your attention. And then one thing that I just want to say too is a lot of the times with just the verse that you read, 
a lot of the times we can write the vision, but we don't go back to it. And I love that it said this is what really stuck out to me. It was like, write the vision so you can read it. Yeah. So it's this repetition. in front of you. Yes, it's this repetition. Because if you don't have that in front of you, what? where are your eyes? They're probably in, in the past. But this was so good. I think you gave just a lot of hope because this is something that we all walk through. And this was just such a real conversation of this is what it's like, you know, walking with the Lord, not every day you feel like on fire and you're going to have those those bad days, but really go to the word of God and allow those promises to seep into your heart and allow him to just walk this life with you because that's what he wants. He wants to be your comforter and your guide. So just surrendering that to him. Yes, absolutely. And if you're in the middle of your valley, just know you're going to make it to the other side. God does not. He finishes what he starts and he doesn't cause bad things to happen to us by any means, but he's not going to leave you stranded in the middle of a valley forever. He is walking with you to get to the other side. He's not going to leave things unfinished or leave things the way they are forever. Even in Philippians where it's talking about like pressing forward to what lies ahead. If that's any hope I could give to someone is there are things ahead. It's not going to be like this forever. Yeah. If you're still here, there's a purpose over your life. Yeah. Thank you so much. This is so fun. We, I think I need to have you back because we can, you know us, we can talk forever. <laughs> hey, I would be more than happy. This was so fun and such an honor just to be here and getting to share. All right, let's bring it in. Giving you a virtual hug because you just finished another episode of Blackouts to Breakthroughs podcast. And you know what? You just deserve it. The reviews and subscriptions mean a lot to me. So if you love today's episode, make sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on any other episodes. Also, I'd love to hear your takeaways. So feel free to screenshot this episode, put it in your stories and tag me at Blackouts to Breakthroughs on Instagram with your biggest takeaways so I can connect with you and reshare your post. I can't wait to hear from you until next time, friend.